Welcome back. Whoa. Well, I mean, I guess I'm back. You didn't go anywhere, but welcome to the new year. Wow. <laughs> How's it Happy going? New year. Happy, Happy new, new Year. Happy New Year. Everybody uh, doing all right? Yeah. Well, besides my little issue, but it's not an issue. I'm just trying to help a, a buddy out. Mm. So that's what I was dealing with before we get started. But I am good. It's good. already, what is it, the third? Is today the third or the fourth? I have no idea. I can't believe it we're is already the fourth. in a new year. We're in a yeah. new year. Yeah. We've already had pipes freeze and everything. We've never had oh, pipes no. freeze in December. Really? Is it really? Yeah, yeah. The whole anything kitchen break, didn't or? work over Christmas break. Nothing but, broke. Oh, that's we not- had a uh, we had to go away for family Christmas, and so I set up a camera on my sink, and on uh, and I just kept looking at my phone, seeing if the sink is going to come back on, and then. Uh, it did, and there was a celebration at Christmas, and I was so excited that the the sink <laughs> came back Christmas on. Christmas miracle, it, yeah, because it was off for a good two and a half days, and oh, I was in the time. crawl space with a heat gun, heating all the pipes, and it was like it can't be in the crawl space. I was up in the attic; it must have been in the wall somewhere, and it just could not find where it froze, and mm-hmm. just assumed. Everything is going to bust, and it's going to be awful, and nobody's going to be able to come out because it's Christmas, and uh, it was it was stressful. And then it was amazing when the sink came on via camera, hmm. via satellite. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it wasn't hey, we, a we bigger deal. We don't get that in December. We never have sub-zero degrees in December. And now it's 60 degrees out. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's super yeah. weird. Thankfully, everything is melting up here. I've had it's my not- skillet stove on, on super low. I don't know if you guys saw some of the stories over the, like, the crazy cold, it got down to about 8 degrees over here right around Christmas. And that's exactly when the, 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 the pin sheared in my the screw motor connection in my pellet stove. And Ooh. it sheared. I only showed one story on it. And a lot of people were curious about that particular stove because I got it from Tractor Supply. But just so everybody knows, the pin sheared three more times. But I wasn't going to bore everybody with the story. <laughs> and now mm. I finally got a hardened steel pin, and it seems like it's going to be better. It hasn't broke yet, and it's been rolling for a while. Wow. Well, there's a reason the pin is shearing, right? Well, that's good because the pellets are getting gnarled up in the tube. But it's oh. a pellet stove. I mean, it's like doing exactly what it's supposed to. So I have taken off the shroud for the tube to make sure that there's not like a a toy duck or a 3d printed ring in there or something <laughs> <And there's nothing. laughs> it says it has Funny. happened last year my other pellet stove broke and i heard it like an audible like rip apart break so i took it all apart and there was a a wood screw in the screw in the in the turbine thing that turns up the the screw feed there was actually a, a wooden sheetrock screw that had fallen in there and it bound up the whole thing and broke the system i had to buy a new motor and everything Wow, man. So that's one thing I'm always very cautious of. <laughs> How are you cautious about that? Let's just make sure there's no screws in the in Well, the you know what it was? I think, like- I think me and Willie were both working on this. was a couple of years ago. We were both working on the stove, and I had put some wood screws that had, was like hanging a picture, and it like fell into the hopper. It was using oh, the top I of see. the – Yeah, so I was using the top of the, the pellet stove as a desk. <laughs> I'm an idiot. So. <laughs> you never know. But, Everything uh, is a desk. Yeah. No, it was a nice break. I got, if you guys have seen, you guys would probably be proud of me. I got a Form Labs 3D printer. I got oh. a, a Form Labs 3 Plus. 
It's nice wow. to have a TV show where people enjoy your show and want to help you. So the guys at Form mm-hmm. Labs, there was a couple of executives there that liked the show and invited me and Derek in to look around the facilities there. So me and Derek went and looked around there a few, like maybe about a month ago. It was very, very enlightening experience. Like every turn, there's hundreds of people. It's like, oh, this is our development team that thinks about plastics. And then you make a turn and there's like 400 hipsters like, this is our development team that thinks about how the plastic's going to stick to the plate. And then you make a turn and there's like another 50 people like, these are the guys that are developing software for the color blue. And then you turn and then it's like, they have so many departments. It's unbelievable. And uh, we, we got a kick out of the department where they make just sort of the breadboard models. And things are just made out of cardboard and railings and and just tchotchkes. And, and then it goes to a whole other lab that just deals with the beautification of the item and how the parts are going to. So they really got it all nailed down, and that's in Boston. Wow. And then well, at the end of the tour, the two gentlemen that showed us around, uh, Matt and Mike, they said, would you be interested in a couple of machines? I said, of course. And then mine showed up just before Christmas. So I spent Christmas Day alone playing with my 3D printer. It was really a lot of fun. Wow. So is it all up and running? And Yeah, I printed quite a few things on it, actually. Uh, you can go and download the 3D scan figurines of us that 3D DIY Dave has been collecting. There's a whole website, and I could give you that link. You could put it in the show notes. And on there is maybe about 30 makers that he scanned, including me and Derek and Paul and 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 uh pat lap and yellow mug and my brother john happened to be at an event that he scanned and so there's lots of people on there. there's many 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 more and you can download the full scans of of these figurines and print them out so i've hmm. experimented with those i experiment, experimented with a few things that i just downloaded off a of thingiverse and now i'm working on a project for a client these these metal racks for floral arrangements these big floral arrangements like they, i'm making these big archways that people walk through and I put all these I bolt. I welded all these bolts in place to lock and tighten the adjustments. And I was like, it would be nice to have a 3D printed handle over the end of that nut. So now I'm thinking, contemplating 3D printing a handle. Hmm. Maybe I'll see. That's a lot. Of, I need like 40 of them, so I'm not sure I might want to do that. I just hand them a wrench and say, "This is your knob." <laughs> you can 3D print one and use it to make a mold, and then make the other 39 That's pretty quick. Idea. That's a good idea. So if you do that. You have to be careful about the resin that you use and the silicone that you use. Um, we've done this oh, a few yeah, times. Oh, yeah, because sometimes the sulfur won't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the silicone will never cure. So you just have to get the right kind so that it will cure around it. But you can get it to work. But, you know. It also, you can, um, like you can coat the final print in something just to create a barrier. Mold release kind of works, but if you can cover it with a epoxy or something, that'll help. You know, there's options there. Cool. Well, uh, anything else happened over the last couple of weeks? Anything interesting or? Uh, what did I do? I posted the sign video that I did with Wesley Treat and. It's got, it's got a really good reaction. People really enjoy his version and my version. My version was a little bit more clinical. His version was more comical. But I, I didn't. I just watched him make ninety nine percent of the sign. I did a little bit of it, but I helped him. So it was it was fun for me. It was kind of more like documentary for me to mm. watch how he does it. And he has so many techniques which I, I hadn't even anticipated. And watching his his procedure and his method was was really an education for me. 
even though I made signs, but I never made these big giant neon signs like he did. We made more of the kind of traditional commercial flat plastic with fluorescent light bulbs in it, those kind of signs. And he's he's working on all these vintage style signs and just watching him do that was a real real education for me. And so I posted that video. It's getting it's getting some good comments. And uh, I also posted the video. Maybe we might have talked since I posted the video of the boat, which is doing well. Part one of my boat build. And then I got into a bunch of client work. That's what I've been doing mostly. And uh, I just picked up another big client job for Bullet Bourbon. I have to bring it to L.A. So I'm going to make it and then bring it to L.A. or ship it to L.A. and be out there to put it back together. So... Things are moving along. It's the year's off to a good start. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. Cool. No, I don't know if I'm gonna have a video this weekend. I really don't. I haven't been preparing. I've been just working on client work, so I might skip this weekend just to extend my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had we didn't put a video out last week. Uh, we'll probably have one for this week, but then I think January and February are we've got a couple of really big things coming up. Um, and so I think we're going to have fewer videos for the next couple of months. We still have several, but um, definitely taking advantage of the, the time and the big projects to like make the most of them. And so not going to be pushing too hard on that. And then in a few weeks, <clears throat> we're taking our, um, our kind of annual retreat thing. Let me clear my throat. So we've done this. I don't know if we did it last year. I can't remember. I don't think we did, but it's, we've been going on like a a weekend kind of retreat thing as a team. We'll rent a cabin kind of close and just go and plan and brainstorm and kind of teach each other stuff and play video games and, you know, stuff like that. And so, uh, I was looking around on Airbnb a couple of months ago, maybe a month ago for this, for a cabin within a couple hours of where we live. And I came across this cabin that is just ridiculous. It's like 4,000 square feet. You can sleep like 15 people or something. I mean, it's, it's massive. It's all wood. It's on a lake. And it's like 300 bucks a night. So if you had like a family gathering or even like a lot of people or something, it would be a ridiculous place to take people. And I guess because it's not pretty right now, you know, it's like, there's no leaves. <laughs> Nobody wants to get in the lake. I guess that's why it's cheaper. But man, I'm really looking forward to this place. It's going to be awesome. Nice. So we're we're beginning to plan that trip and you know kind of what we want to cover and and plan. Talk when will about you guys do that? For. It's in the middle of of uh, January. Mm. Yeah. So Coming there'll up. be a, a week when we don't record this because I'll be doing that. We're going to do it like during the work week rather than over a weekend. But. So that's coming up, and that will take part of January. We're going for a few days, so you know that's one of the reasons we won't have quite as many videos this month, just because we're going to take the time to do that. So we've got a lot coming up for the next next few months. We're going to be releasing a lot of new stuff, doing a couple of bigger projects, really interesting things. Um, so I'm really anxious to see how the beginning of this year goes. <laughs> I think it'll be good, but it's just a lot of a new, you know, a lot of new stuff. So, um, but for the last couple of weeks, I have done absolutely nothing, and it has been so nice. I I told the team, you know, everybody should just last two weeks of the year, we're just we're done. Everybody just go home <laughs> and like 
Relax. Lose my telephone number. Do not text. Do not call. And, well, they don't bother me. I bother them. That's the problem. <laughs> like, they they leave me alone, but I'm always like, hey, can you do this? Can you make a thumbnail? Can you, you know? Um, so just a combination of, you know, everybody taking a break for the holidays. Um, some people are, like, moving and stuff like that. So we, we had a lot of people busy doing other things. And I told Josh, I know he's listening to this because he always listens to the show, but I told Josh, um, I know we have a bunch of orders because we had a lot of orders for push sticks and our shop mats and stuff that we've been working on. And he's really heading all that stuff up. And I said, I know we have a lot of orders. They're not going to get out by Christmas. Just take a break. Go home. Don't try to, you know, power through it. But he's stubborn in a good way. And so he powered through it. And so over the break, he's been working tirelessly. And we finally got all of our push stick orders as of a couple days ago out and all the mats out and... So he's been, you know, making stuff and shipping stuff and packaging stuff and all that. He's been working really hard. So I want to publicly thank Josh for all of his hard work <clears throat> and also publicly tell him to go now take a vacation. <laughs> so uh, I told him that in our production meeting the other day, and he just kind of, like, rolled his eyes. Like he, he has to go swim in the lake when you guys are out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> But it also feels really cool to have kind of our first wave of products out, you know, um, just to have gone through the process of, I guess we went through two batches of push sticks and, you know, all the, a lot of stuff came from that learning, you know, like I said, he's doing most of the work on this. So he is figuring out the most efficient way to use the machines and which machine to do what on and has gone through a bunch of iterations, how to make the most of the material, because the material is expensive, stuff like that. But it's really cool to see it it change, and he's trying things, and he's trying things, and then it's kind of settled into like, okay, now we've got our process down for shipping. Now we've got our process down for manufacturing. And, you know, so uh, I'm excited to do the next iteration of those things or the next batch of those things, but also we're starting to gear up for the next thing what the next product's going to be. So that's pretty cool. It's really important to challenge yourselves like that with these type of things. And a good way to challenge yourself, and, and I've had experience with that, and now you do too, is pre-sale. When you pre-sale, you, mm. the, it, it is making a promise that you have to fulfill. Yeah. There's no there's no getting out of it. Right. I mean, you can get out of it by refunding everybody, but that's kind of messy and icky. By pre-selling, you're putting yourself on a timeline that you have to figure it out no matter what. And you will come up with the answers. Well, and it's interesting, too, because we, we put these things out before Christmas, uh, I guess in November is when we started selling them. And we said internally, we're going to put these out, and we are not going to make Christmas shipping. Like, there's no way. It'd be cool if we did, but there's no way we can guarantee that. And I think we said that to ourselves and each other, but we never actually said that out loud. I just assumed that it would be kind of like, if we told people we were making all this stuff in-house, then it would be obvious that that wasn't going to be a fast thing but it, that was a fault of mine <clears throat> i should have been more specific about like these are coming out at christmas but that doesn't mean we're going to get them to you by christmas so we had a lot of messages of people rightly so asking you know i ordered this thing three weeks ago where is it why isn't it here yet and that's because we were trying to pre-order trying to kind of we had already gotten the material but we hadn't actually made them all yet so there was that was just like a learning point, I think, for me, is that we have to be more verbose about 
outside about what we're saying inside. And so we'll know that for next time. But also I can imagine that no matter what you sell, no matter how you sell it, there's always somebody who will be less patient about getting it, you know, even if it's not late. So I know that's, that's part of it too. Anyway, it's really cool to have those, those things out. Um, and so that was a, a pretty cool thing. But while Josh was doing that, I was doing nothing. I intentionally, like, I'm not going to work. <laughs> you know, I think I really needed a break. And I think I probably say this every year, but every time I get to the end of the year, I'm I'm pretty spent and need to not try to be creative and not try to be productive. And I think this was, of all the years of the Christmas breaks, you know, that I've done, I think this was the most beneficial. Feels like it anyway. Hmm. In that... I didn't ever get antsy. I didn't get to that point where like, okay, I'm ready to go back to work now. Like I'm ready. I'm I'm tired of sitting around. It was actually just really nice to sit around and to, to sleep late and to (laughs) goof around with the kids and to not feel like I had to do anything and not, you know, play a lot of video games and board games. And I don't know. It was really, really nice this year. So I had a hard time getting back to it (laughs) yesterday, (laughs) but you know, we're back, and um, and yesterday I, even though I was back to working, I wasn't back to shooting yet because Anthony was editing some stuff. And so uh, yesterday I actually spent some time just practicing TIG welding, which was a weird thing for me to. That's great. Like, yeah, it was it was good, but it, it was different, you know, to practice a skill because usually I think all of us, but especially me. Like, I'm only going to do the thing when I have to do it on camera so that I can just get it done. I'm not going to, like, spend time practicing how to do something. But knowing the amount of of aluminum welding I'm going to have to do in this upcoming project, I'm like, man, I better start figuring out how to really do this. I mean, there's a couple. I mean, I've never been able to master it. I could do it, but I'm not good at it. Yeah. I'm not expecting to master it. But I wanted to at least, you know, revisit how to do it. And, um, so I I watched a few videos to get some technique things down. Cause I think the first time I did it with R2D2, it was more about like, how do you figure out the settings? And then like, you're not going to see any of these welds so they don't have to be pretty. It doesn't really matter. I just need them to stick together. So it's about settings. So this time I watched several videos about technique, uh, found a couple of really good ones that just explain a lot of just simple hand placement, you know, not dragging or, you know, pivot on your forearm rather than on your wrist and just stuff like that, that I was able to immediately walk into the other room and like, okay, now I'm going to practice with that in mind. And I practiced and it got better. And then I went and learned another thing and I came back and practiced on that one thing and it got better. So I still don't think it's going to be pretty, but hopefully it'll be passable. But it was nice to practice something, I guess, is my point, is to set aside time to do better at something and not just get it done. You know, that's that's exactly what I did when I, Christmas morning I had all these boxes that came a few days before <clears throat> and I said let me just open the boxes to get rid of them and I wasn't thinking more than a couple of minutes ahead I set up all the products got put all the boxes aside for disposal and I was like okay let me let me see what I got to do like I got these buckets of resins trays and I'm still I'm like all right let me oh I got to download the the apps. Let me download the app. And just, I kept taking these baby steps and then going, having a coffee, a little baby step. And then 
I was like, all right, this is it. Let me hit print. And it got to that point. I hit print and it started to work. And I was very, very impressed at how easy it was. I really didn't anticipate it printing anything on Christmas Day. And the next day, because it takes 12 hours, the prints I was setting up were taking a long time. The next day I printed something else. And then when that came out, I printed something else. And now I don't want to keep wasting the resin on tests because I want to like print something that's useful. Oh, as soon as you print something useful, it's not going to work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how it works for me. Yeah. And so, uh, but the, the point I'm making is, is I went into it with baby steps and I just kept saying, these are things I should learn. And let me only, let me just figure out what the next step is. What is the next step? What is the next step? And instead of overwhelming myself with the whole process and being like, uh, let me just, let me just go watch TikTok instead. <laughs> I, I baby stepped through it. And, and it's funny, you've been talking about TIG welding and I've been thinking about the same thing. I need to get better at TIG welding because there is an aluminum project I want to do as well. So you, you put a little fire in my butt. I want to try that too. Sorry? That, I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like something <laughs> I should apologize for. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I noticed uh, I was looking through some lists I have on my computer. And one of the things that I had set for myself to try to, to do a while back was to take a new skill or a, a new something that I didn't know, whether it was a skill or just an understanding of something, and dedicate a solid, uninterrupted hour or 30 minutes, depending on whatever the thing is, to research and practice of that skill rather than trying to say, well, I'll fit this in whenever. Because I know that that's one of the things that I'm really bad about is like practicing TIG. If I just say that I'll do it whenever I can do it, then I won't ever actually do it. But if I set, you know... An hour before lunch today is when I'm going to be. I'm going to take weld just for the sake of doing it. Or if I sit down and research something until I have everything I need, rather than in between other thoughts and the kind of scattered all over the place. And I think that's something. It's one of those things. We didn't talk about goals for this year, but it might be one of the things that I want to add to my goals list for this year is to just dedicate time to things rather than just trying to fit it in. You know. Um, maybe, maybe take like a Friday morning and Friday morning before lunch is all about research for stuff. And I just throughout the week, make a list of things to research and then go through them one by one or something to that effect. I don't know. Try to be a little more disciplined on, on that. Because I think if you dedicate some time to something, that same number of minutes can be more productive than if it's scattered across a bunch of other, you know, throughout the week or whatever. So... David, did you work on anything in the last couple weeks, or did you take time off, or what have you done? Last week, I didn't do anything. So we didn't have the podcast, and then my brother said, hey, my buddy from out of town is going to be in. I can't I can't work. So I just decided no work at all last week. So all I did was emails, answer a few comments, and shipped a few things. But other than that, I sat around and enjoyed the enjoyed the puppies. It's a little hard to relax because there's a construction crew in our home every single day, and we'll be here mm. for the next five weeks or so. But it was nice to just kind of not have any pressure, all caught up on sponsorships. And that's 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 where the real pressure comes from is when I'm, like, running out of time to, to get things done. So it was nice to just relax a little bit. This week, we're back at it, and we've got a a really, really fun project that we're working on. I had 
AI mid journey design a project for me. So Kelly, we got, we're doing two bathroom renovations. The first one is like 95% done. So it's, it's usable and we need a hand towel holder. And Kelly's like, can you make a hand towel holder for a video? And I was like, well, it's so simple that I'll probably just make it and not turn it into a video. And she was like, well, you want to turn things into stories where you get, you know, maybe you use this as a challenge to turn it into a story. So I, what I did was I've been really into like mid journey and some of the AI stuff. And so I put in some prompts and some parameters and kept refining it over and over and over again until I got something that I liked. Then I had, AI do 12 variations of that one that I liked. And then I sent that to my Patreon group and said, hey, vote on which one of these I should make. And it was super fun. Everybody had lots of comments. And AI is a little weird when it comes to like designing projects for you because there's some things that aren't physically possible or some. How are you designing? What are you designing exactly? Is it like a 2D, 3D, 4D, 4D? So in the. Uh, AI will just spit out a 2D object. So I, I say, hey, make a hand towel holder or uh, um, design a hand towel holder. And then it will show something on the wall. So then you got to refine it and say, okay, a countertop hand towel holder. And then it shows a paper towel holder. And then you, so you start adding other parameters like for the bathroom. I'm and glad then, you brought this up. Can I ask you where you're doing this? Where are you typing this into? So this one is there an app? Two made, uh, sort of. There's two major ones. There's Dolly, and but the one I'm using is Midjourney, and you have to use it through their Discord server. So, um, you you sign up and you get it. It's free at first, and then but you have to be on Discord and you use the Discord. I don't know the terms the uh, channel to insert your prompts, and so once I add, you know, I say make it out of wood, and then give it the mid-century modern look and then I was still wasn't getting what I wanted and then I added Sam Maloof into it and then all of a sudden it started popping out some really cool things and uh so and then I had my my Patreon members vote on which one I should make and so that's what we're working on now and it's been it's kind of fun I could see this as a whole series and this might turn into a AI discussion. I have some very vocal friends on Facebook who absolutely despise, hate the AI, say it's not art. And I, and I, I totally get that. I, 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 I 100%. If, if you have no art background and you just say, make me a, a wall poster with these colors and in the style of Keith Haring, and then you put that up, you're not an artist. You, you, you had AI do that. But it can spark ideas, and you can turn it into something that's that I I think you can consider art. I think of it as like hip hop in the eighties. There was a lot of people who said hip hop is not real music. They're stealing sampling is not uh, an art form. Sampling is is not music, and now it's widely accepted that sampling is an art form and then and you are a musician if you're sampling and making electronic music and and hip-hop and i can see ai going in that direction so it's been really fun and it's sort of like working on a cnc like when you get a cnc you don't quite know how to use it and you gotta dive into it and and kind of learn it 
and it just doesn't do everything for you. So you got to learn these different prompts and how it reacts to those prompts. And then, um, at least with mid journey, you, you, you just keep adding on until there's a point where you can't add on anymore and it starts to get confused. But I wonder if, but let me ask you a question. What do you think if like three of us were side by side with computers and we opened up the app Mm -hmm. and we each typed in towel holder Mm -hmm. and hit go? Do you think we'd have three different results? 100%. So, yeah. So it's so so random. It's it's so random. So you could type in towel holder three different times and it will give you three different results. You can refine those results and remix it as what it's called. Or you could start completely over. And so you can just keep hitting refresh and it will give you new results over and over and over again. And it, what, what is the app that did everybody's face over the last month? Everyone's gotten their faces done. That I'm not real sure. You know what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got like this, this painted uh, mm. purple, pink, what, colorful art form face. Yeah. Um, Fantasy but, paintings. Yeah. I, I really, it would be cool like if uh, it, it sped out a bunch of images of a towel holder. And then I would love to see like different angles of it. You can't quite do that yet, but it's been it's been pretty fun. And then I've also been playing around with the Chat GP GDP. What Chat something? Uh, it is. I'm looking it up. Chat GPT? GPT. Yeah. So that is all text based, and it knows programming languages. So uh, there's been a, I've watched a couple of videos where people just say make some G code of holes drilled into a board and chat GDP will just spit out the G code that you could use for your CNC. You, you had to go back and refine it and say where these holes are. And, and, and you gotta, you got worry about Z heights and all that, but, uh, chat GDP, you G, what is it? Chat G D P G T P G P T G P. Uh, I'll just call it AI chat since I can't remember it. <laughs> Gosh. Um, that you can have a conversation with. So once it spits out something, you can say, okay, add this, subtract this, and and it, you can keep refining it that way. So I think it's it's been really fun. I have no idea where this is going to fit in my arsenal of tools or in the DIY woodworking world, but it's a great sketch pad. It is, if you are totally, have no ideas on how to start a project you could just have it spit out some images it could be your pinterest it could be your your you know i have a library of books that i use as as reference all the time for for inspiration it's a great starting point and my brother who was helping me with this project this week he has he says he has no design skills that's where he he lacks so he has to use other people's plans or he just kind of works on the fly he doesn't sketch things out because he just doesn't know how to do that and he's like this would be an amazing tool to start my projects with so i just i don't know if you guys have any experience with this or have any feelings towards it because there are some strong anti i think it's really cool because like i like to type in like pair of shoes and towel holder and then see what comes out or you know yeah alligator tail and towel holder it's just like that's how i would have a lot of fun with it the cool thing is you can in in mid journey you can also upload a photo so i took and playing around trying to get this i took a sam aloof table which has no flat surfaces except for the top everything is all you know sam aloof style and and then you upload that image 
and then you say towel holder. It tries to take elements from that image and and bring that into the towel holder. So you can you it's 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 like it's like you're a DJ and you're remixing things to get what you want. I think one of the so I'm not a, a an opponent of the AI stuff. I want to make that really clear, but I do understand some of the differences that in people's like you know it's not art sentiment. So one of the things that I think is a little bit different about the music analogy, like with sampling and stuff, is that when that started happening in hip hop, um, a lot of the complaint was that you were taking somebody else's creative work, right? So you're trying to to make a derivative work, um, and that was bad because you were starting with somebody else's work. And eventually, you can modify somebody else's work enough that it becomes your own, or it's it's a derivative of, and that's really common. That's what music has been, right, for the past mm-hmm. since music began. I guess it's always a derivative of the previous style and everything. And so the difference here, I could see the complaint with people saying that you have something that is not you're not taking someone else's work and working from it. You're you're basically just throwing a bunch of ingredients into a bowl and then taking the things out of it, and that's your, air quotes, art. Now, I could see that complaint. Like, I kind of get that. But at the same time, it depends on what you're going to do with that, air quote, art. If you're like, imagine you're some, you know, super well-known painter or artist, and you've got this big following, and you get paid for all your, you know, this art that you've created, and then all of a sudden you switch to, I'm going to run mid-journey or whatever. I'm going to take the output of it and sell it. And that is now my art. Like, that seems a little, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That seems a little weird because you're not putting your touch in it at all. You're Googling oh, yeah. I, things, you I, know what I, I mean? I feel that. Yeah. So I think that's probably the complaint. But at the same time, the other side of that is what you're talking about with, like, creating your own Pinterest and getting ideas, getting a springboard, a launch pad for an idea not using the output, but like using that as a place to start. And mm-hmm. that seems like a hugely helpful tool to people. But I would imagine a lot of the opponents of AI stuff, whether it's art or writing or writing code, they're probably just assuming that people are going to take the output of the AI and just like, this is the final result. Yeah. And that seems. Well, that, that being said, it's funny because going into the Christmas season, I heard more about AI than I've heard in the last many, many years. Obviously, with all the pictures that everybody's been posting, I just heard last night Ryan, the kid that lives here, he told me that there's AI programs now that will will spit out a 3D uh, file for you to 3D print. Have you guys heard about this? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same exact thing. It'll create a 3D model for you. Say in mm-hmm. you know in minutes. Um, now there's also you could say I need a I need a term paper about X Y Z, and it'll spit out a term paper. And you could submit that as if it's schoolwork. So that's the other scary thing that everyone's worried about. Also, yeah. news articles. Write a news article about this thing, and this, this AI will put together. And you just got to proofread it to make sure there's no weird dead-ended sentences and stuff. Then yeah. you publish it as if you're a journalist. So it, no one's going to be able to really tell unless the really keen eye can tell against previous works you've written, if you've ever written anything. It's, so. it's funny... You, uh, you you say that Kelly is getting a new vehicle. It's a like a Rav Four. So she did a she's done some research, 
And apparently there's this auto website um, that would start showing up in her newsfeed. And she was reading these things and she's like, it just feels so robotic. And, and then she started reading the other articles on this website and she's like, I'm pretty sure this is all AI generated stuff because it's, there is no human touch to it. There's just like this formula that it's using. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's important that we add the human touch to everything, but it's only going to get better and it's only going to get harder to decipher between the two. It's like those news articles that started becoming advertisements. John uh, John Oliver did a big piece on that. You know, these news, you think you're reading a news article and it's really just an advertise, a placed advertisement. You know, mm-hmm. you always get it by the end, you realize you're being skewed or, well, usually pretty quickly. But another funny thing, just to personalize it, is when the TV show came out, within a month of the TV show coming out last March, there was tons of articles on all five of us. And... A lot of them are written by AI because you could read them and like, that's why I said there's like dead ended sentences that just don't finish. And there's stuff that, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff about me and, uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, on there. There's recently, I, I noticed a Google search, it says, is Jimmy DeResta single? So there's a couple of AI articles written about that because you read it and it just doesn't go anywhere. It just like talks in circles. And uh, hmm. it doesn't give you any specific information. It just, you know, it just uses bits and pieces from my wiki and different bits and pieces of other AI articles that are written. So it's almost like word soup that occasionally references me. It's really bizarre. So one of the other things that I, I guess is attached to this, but it never got a whole lot of attention that I saw was um, like a generative design component to a bigger design tool, Fusion specifically. I remember a couple of years ago they released a generative design. I, I don't know if it was like a whole section or a tool. I never used it, but I watched somebody else use it one time in New York. And the whole idea of it, as I understood it, was if you have kind of like a structure that you like a, a tensile structure that you need to exist, and you don't know the best way to create the strength across point A to point B, you could let it generate a structure between these two surfaces, really not points, but between two surfaces. And it would look all crazy futuristic and kind of had holes in it and was like curvy and stuff. But it was mathematically trying to find a structure, the minimum structure in that space that would give you the strength or something to that effect. Yeah. And that's basically the same thing. But I think the difference would be when you walk out of that saying, I used math to make it something structurally sound versus I used math to make something uh, pretty. Mm-hmm. But the reason, the time that I saw somebody do this, I think one of, I don't know if you guys were there or not, but it was at a makerspace in New York City during one of the uh, maker fairs. And there was this guy who was like a fashion designer, I think. And he was talking about how they were making, uh, I think it was shoes. I, I don't remember. It's been quite a while ago. But they would come up with the necessary fit components of shoes, and then they would generate in Fusion the rest of the surface. And so right. he was using the same tool for like a non-structural purpose, but it would end up creating this kind of lacy, curvy, futuristic pattern that was the body of the shoe. 
And I remember him specifically pointing out that a lot of people didn't like what they were doing because they didn't think it was true design. Oh, wow. Same thing, you know, it's using a tool to fill it's a funny. visual game. It's funny, when I was at, uh, when we were up at Form Labs a few weeks ago, and, it's, and I noticed the same example they showed me in person, I, it's on their website, so people could look this up. There's, they're doing a, a bicycle frame, but it's, it's miniature. It's like a child's bike, but just so they could print it on a small machine. And they said, we have, this is where the neck goes, this is where the rear wheel goes, and what is the most efficient structure in between those two points? And they let the computer design it. And it looks like something from like a skeleton from an alien. You know, it, it looks really cool and sexy and really all these curves and loopholes. It looks like something like, looks like the skull of a dinosaur, basically, but morphed into a bicycle frame. And that will, based on that resin, based on that shape, based on several things, it designs this beautiful oddball shape. And I think that's pretty cool. I think it's obviously really cool. But is it design? I, personally, I never even thought for one second that that's unethical, mm-hmm. personally. But yeah. I could see how people would be upset by that. But at the same time, you know, computers are a lot smarter than me, so I might trust them. Yeah, it feels, but, like, a, it feels like a really futuristic version of the same conversation of, you know, chisels versus yeah. bandsaws. You know what I mean? It kind of does. Uh, I mean... It's, but it's like multi-dimensional, which just makes it more complicated. <laughs> right. It seems like a totally different problem, but it's I like don't five D. Yeah, it seems like not problem. It seems like a totally different discussion, but I really don't think it is. It's like the tool is smarter than the bandsaw was to the chisel. You know, um, the tool is more capable and maybe like I don't want to say creative, but has more potential for variety than you know, going from hand tools to power tools did. But it's basically the same thing. You're taking a tool that that just adds capability and you're working it into what you're doing. I think for me personally, it would come down to that thing I said earlier about, like, are you using this thing as a component of design? Are you using it as a, a springboard for design? Or are you using it to, like, make yourself look like you are capable of more than you actually mm. are? You know? Yeah. In this particular project that we're working on this week, uh, I am trying to do exactly what it spit out. <clears throat> That's not nor- just for the video, just to make it fun. That's not how I would normally use it. If I was, there's there's definitely some interpretation involved, but I'm doing these. There's no flat surfaces on this thing. It's all it's all curved, and I would never do that on my own unless I was prompted to by by the computer gods so i i'm if i was going to use this in the future i might have it spit out some images and i'm like ooh, i would never think to do that so i'm going to pull hmm. that element out and use it in my project just as i would with with pinterest i still take a lot of pride in my design and that's some of the funnest parts of of woodworking for me is coming up with the idea and coming up with the design and, and drawing it up and all the, uh, the 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 woodworking part and the assembly that's just all work. <laughs> yeah, it's like just I like the the, I like the it. beginning and I like the end. That's that's my favorite so, part of the project. Let me ask you this: Is this any different? So, okay, let me let me start over. Take the idea of you put in, you know, three keywords into a thing, and it spit out some images, or spits out a text idea or something. 
Is that any different, really, than you taking three terms, writing them on a pieces of paper, and then you hand them to your brother or to a friend and say, like, draw me a sketch based on what you think the intersection of these three things is. Hmm. And then you take that sketch back and you use that as a way to get started on something. Is there a difference, really? Maybe, because I think the computer thinks it through. Your your brother might take that sketch and draw it 8%, 10%. The computer will draw it 2,000%, and that's the scary part. Maybe, but I mean, it's it's based on experience, right? Like machine learning, AI is all based on experience, what it's been fed. So are we. <laughs> like Every idea yeah. we have ever had is based on what we've been fed throughout our life, the things that we've been exposed to, the things we've seen, the things we've done. And I mean, your completeness in design and, and the output of the thing is really just based on like what you've been given. If you had an AI engine that only had two images to reference and then you told it to you know draw me a car, it's not going to be a complete picture because it doesn't really know what a car is. I don't know that there's a difference there in that you're, you're handing off ideas to have someone else or something else sketch and then you take that sketch back as a jumping off point. I don't know. I think, uh, I, and it goes, we've talked about Jeff Koons uh, as an artist coming up with ideas, but then not actually doing the work and having yep. other people do the work. And that rubs people the wrong way. Is he still an artist? Because it's almost it's almost the reverse. Instead of he's generating the idea and have somebody else doing it, and then it's known as, as his work. I so think that's the part that bothers me. As, as personally knowing two people who have worked in his shop, Mm-hmm. who are incredible artists on their own right. They do amazing work for him or have done amazing work for him. And then he sells it with his name on it and they have no credit. That is problematic to me, but mm. yeah, not granted. They took the job. They knew what they were getting into, but it just seems like a, a weird way to do it. Um, and I think it's the same thing for like, you know, taking the straight output of mid journey or whatever and like put your name on it. And, Look what I made. You know, <laughs> Seems I, I, as we were talking, I just put making it podcast into mid journey <laughs> and uh, oh, it um, it spit out an image that makes no sense. So cool. It needs it needs a little bit of refinement. I'll text this to you guys. So you should put in all three of our names and see if it can generate a person based on the three of us merged together. Mm. Oh, cool. I, I can upload three images and, and see what happens. <laughs> oh, I want to see that so badly. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll work on okay. it. Okay. I'm not good at doing two things at once, so we'll do it after the podcast. Gotcha. That can be for the after show. You can describe yeah. it in detail to us. Um, I had something else I was going to talk to you guys about, and now I don't know what it was. Can I say the three of us are the worst at writing things down after eight years or nine years or ten years? <laughs> well, we keep, that's coming up, we keep coming up with ideas and we never write them down. It's like yep. we start before we get together, before we hit record, and we're like, I had a really good idea, but I forgot it. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I have a notepad right I here. Had a great, I had a great idea, but I didn't write it down. And I am writing like, things down. Dave's like, I had an idea too, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe it was uh, when I was talking earlier about the kind of wanting to practice certain things this year. Have you guys spent any time or do you spend any time at the beginning of a year, not making resolutions necessarily, but like, here's a goal for this year. Here's a 
a thing I want to do or a thing I don't want to do or a... Well, you know what I did? Instead of specifically writing down resolutions or... I wrote down a bunch of... I refined my pack of cards and I talked a little bit about it on social media. I have a big, thick pack of cards, just index cards, and I write down the ideas on that. So I have that pack of index cards. So when I'm feeling low... I talked about it with you guys, in fact. And uh, I just write the ideas down, but in between like Christmas and New Year's, I refined that pile. And I went through all my idea dumps that I talked about, put them all together, and I keep refining that pile. So I just, in some place, somewhere, because it always changes for me, I'm going to find a wall and just lay them all out on the wall with blue tack mm-hmm. or something. And I don't necessarily like doing a wipe off board because the idea is like, I like to move them around in relationship to one another. So by doing mm-hmm. a bunch of index cards stuck on tape wall or something, for me, seems a little bit, a little better. And so that's what I did this in between is work on my index of ideas. And they're ones that have to get done and they're ones that are just ideas to inspire. So I have to prioritize them. Hmm. David, do you have anything like that this year that you're you're trying to do more of or less of or different um, or anything? I don't have anything. There, there is no New Year's resolution. There is no nothing written down that I want to do. It's it's just the the tired old thing that I say every year is I want to be more creative. But I think this year what makes it different is uh, I'm kind of in a place where I need to force myself to be creative. Otherwise, I won't be doing this for much longer. Um, that's just my personal feeling. I'm just using my how I feel about my place on YouTube as motivation to do bigger and better. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I mean, I could probably keep doing the same thing and I'd be fine for a couple more years, but I want, I want to be bigger and better. So I just want to do more creative stuff. I want to, um, I, I want to make sure that if I do have to make a boring towel rack, that I turn it into something that's bigger than, than the project. So this is the, you know, this was an experiment and I just want to do more experiments and get more playful and more creative. And I say that every year, but this is, I, I, you know, and I mean it, but this year, I think you'll actually see that. Well, and that's a relative thing. So you can say that yeah. every year and it'd be absolutely yeah. true, you know? Yeah. And I, and I do think I've progressed every year. Otherwise I wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I think for me, uh, you know, kind of like, like I said a couple weeks ago, last time we recorded, I think I'm trying to let myself off the hook for accessibility for people some you know I want to like I I just got the Wazer working and I'm I've already started using that I started 3D printing pieces yesterday that I don't necessarily need and I could get away with not having them but I'm like I have I've been blessed with an abundance of capability not me personally I mean like in in tools and stuff and there's no reason that I shouldn't be using those I think a lot of times I've just held it off at, you know, like only use it when it's the only way to do something. And I think that's, I don't know. I think it's making it less interesting for me Mm -hmm. because I'm putting that constraint on myself in a way that I don't really need to instead of taking advantage of it as an asset. And so I think I'm trying to switch my, my thinking about those tools. And, and I I think I want to try to figure out ways to open up more, opportunity for myself rather than I feel like I've been trying to narrow things Don't hold down. back. 
Yeah, I think that's... 2023. That's the name of the episode. Don't hold mm-hmm. back. No, Just good. do it. Life's yeah. too short. I mean, Bob, I mean, I don't mean to get more, but, but Bob, you just talked about, uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name because I didn't know it till this week. I knew who he was. You talked about the car driver, Block, is it Block? Yeah, Ken Block. Ken Block just died yeah. doing, you know, doing his thing. And Jeremy, uh, the guy from some, another Jeremy actor. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is injured. You know, who knows what's going to become of his physicality after this whole situation. You know, don't hold back. I don't mean don't hold back in danger. I mean, just don't hold back with your ideas. Don't hold back with, you know, whatever you want to do. You know, we've said it before when King of Random died. It's just, just do it. Just live your life, yeah. you know. And I've been trying to put those little silly inspirational notes in my in my Instagram. Suddenly at Instagram, it's like, talk to everybody. It's like, wait, I don't necessarily want to talk to everybody. But yeah. they're giving hey, me look, we're like, Twitter now. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> we're Twitter to our, you know, it's like Twitter to like the internalized uh email group so i've been just trying to put little inspirational quotes in it they're there for me more than they're there for everybody else but it's it's it helps to write them down but you know seriously it's just crazy you know it's just crazy it's whatever this trip we're all on you just got to make it make it make it have fun for yourself yeah bob Bob, i kind of feel the same way about tools and and techniques where in the past I've not used the CNC or I've not used the laser because I know, oh yeah, the, my, most of my audience doesn't have these tools and I'm trying to teach somebody how to make something. And I, and now that I've decided I'm not really teaching, I'm just, we're just, it's yeah, inspirational just, and it's entertaining. Yeah, I'm free I mean. to use whatever I want now. And well, you now, guys saw the tweet this morning. This gentleman tweeted at us. I could pull it up so I oh, can give him credit. He, I've not uh, seen it yet. He tweeted at us and he said, hey, guys, don't feel constrained by this type of conversation because you could just have people send stuff out to send, cut, send, and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Bob, you mentioned – so this is from Pajamas. Uh, Mook – I don't know how to say his whole his, – his moniker, but Pajamas said uh, making it 382, which is – what episode are we on now? 383. Oh, so this was last week. Bob, you mentioned you're hamstringing your ideas because you're worried that people don't have the tool. But if it if it helps your mind, remember that there are so many services to order at least laser cut and so on. So us plebes will find our way. He says it as a joke. But it's totally a great point. Yeah. The next video, if we end up releasing it, I may not release it. I'm just have to see how it turns out. But I used the water jet to cut some pieces. And I made the point of... Look, I I use this a water jet. I understand that nobody else has one of these. Like, it's not something that people have. But you can cut the same piece from Send Cut Send for ten dollars because I did, mm. and then I hold it up and I'm like, it's ten bucks right there. You know, it's not a big deal. Yep. So, yeah. I'm gonna try to do more of that type of stuff. Um, what you were saying, you mentioned. Uh, I was gonna actually bring this up that uh, Ken Block died, and I talked about him in the last couple episodes. Uh, and it was weird. I know we run into this every few months or a year or whatever, and we're going to continue to run into it as we get older and our peers get older and stuff. It was really strange to just be looking at the news and to see, I follow Ken on, I've never met him, don't know him. Um, follow him on Instagram. And I was watching his stories about going snowmobiling with his family. Yeah. And I went to bed, 
and I woke up and saw a news story that he had died. Yeah. Snowmobiling. It's tragic. And I went back and looked at his Instagram, and the stories were still up. Yeah. Like it had been less than 24 hours since he said, hey, we're about to go out and do this fun thing and look at these yeah. crazy conditions and whatever. And I don't know what happened. I Like I said, I don't know him. I had no personal connection to him other than I really thought he was awesome at what he did, and I liked his demeanor. Um, and it was the first time in a long time that a person – that I have had no dealings with whatsoever. That's kind of like a pop culture, you know, out there famous type person has died. And I, it, it like sunk my heart a little bit. Oh yeah. It sunk my heart. And, and I just said, this is the guy Bob you just talking about the other day. And of course I've been following him. And, and when he said DC shoes, my friend's ex-husband, I know knows him. And when they said he's the founder of DC shoes, I'm like, Oh my God, I know exactly who this guy is now. Like I didn't put it all into context because my friend has been divorced from his buddy for a long time. But in the city, my buddy, every time I went to his apartment, he had brand new DC stuff. He wore a DC ring. He's like, oh yeah, my buddy's one of the owners of DC. He's talking about him. So I had a closer connection to this guy that I didn't knew nothing about then. So it's, and he's my age, you know, so it's like also that, like, you know, get you, get you thinking. But, you know, obviously you play dangerous games, you get dangerous results. But he obviously had mastered it to some extent, but you just have that freak accident, which any one of us could have at any time. Right. You don't necessarily have to be tempting fate, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But anyway, I I just, I feel terrible for his family because I know he's got a couple of daughters and a son, I think, and, you know, young family. And uh, he's, he was listening to him talk and post about his daughter his oldest daughter, she's like a race car driver, and she tore a car apart recently and rebuilt yeah, it. And she was I just about that. to put out a new video about this car and drive it for the first time and all this stuff. And like, yeah. man, I don't know. It was tough. And as I get older and my kids get older and I see them becoming teenagers and on the way to adulthood, and then I see something like that happen, I have a much more internal response to what that must feel like for the family, you know? So anyway, I don't really have anything to say about it other than it's just super sad and I feel terrible for his family. And I'm, I think the world, especially the automotive world is, is, is less now, which is, it's a bummer. But. No, he was, he was the premier top number one guy, as far as I can tell, at least from YouTube, that could do what he could do. Like that latest yeah. video with, with the electric car in Vegas was unbelievable. How many people could do that? Yeah. I mean, there's got to be somebody underneath him, but, you know, and everything else he did. So, I mean, that's just one more, like you were saying, one more thing. Don't hold back. Just live, Mm -hmm. live the life as much as you can live it. And, you know, like, and I, I, I've tried to inspire you guys gently, but the both you guys, I wouldn't for one second worry about who can do what and who can't do what, because, Mm -hmm. People, we look at someone like Ken Block and go, wow, I would want to do that. I don't own a $1 million electric car with four-wheel drive. I don't have the ability to lock off Las Vegas for 10 hours to do a 60-camera shoot. But I can get on a dirt bike in my own backyard and pretend to be Ken Block for two minutes, you know, (laughs) in my own little fantasy world. And, you know, it'll inspire you and anybody watching just to do like 2% more than you would have if you hadn't seen it. And you'll trigger that person and be like, you know what? I've been on the fence about a laser. I'm going to get a laser. 
I could see what everybody else is doing with the laser. Hmm. Or you have an opportunity, you know, one thing, one door might shut for one reason or another, and then you're like, oh, I want to do what they're doing now. I want to get a laser, or I want to get a CNC, or I want to, you know, it's there for the taking. And if you think about it, all three of us started with nothing. Yeah. It's not like we were born into the electronic digital laser family. And we can, <laughs> we, you know, there was, if you listen to episode one or two, I, I think I'm on there talking about, because you guys had a laser experience back then. I'm on there going, yeah, one of these years I want to learn how to use a laser. I might as well have been saying I want to learn how to fly a jet. Because <laughs> yeah. to me, that's and, how overwhelming it was. Yeah. And then once and I got past Christmas setting up a, a resin 3D printer all by yourself and got stuff printing. So, I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like baby steps. It, yeah. You know, we all started with nothing. So. I remember sitting at my old job, uh, and uh, Bob emailed me. I think about my 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 YouTube channel about the when I used to do the wrap up or whatever, and it started a conversation. And I was like, "Yeah, I, I want to get into CNCs, but I can't afford it right now." And then Bob's like, "Oh, you should check out this company. I just ordered uh, this Inventables machine," hmm. and yeah. that is how I got into the, the digital world of, of making. It's Pretty crazy. Wild. Somewhere I have that email. <clears throat> so last week, uh, to change gears a little bit, but not really, um, last, or last episode I was talking about wanting to learn how to drift. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I was saying mm-hmm. I wanna, like, I've always wanted to do that. So one of our patrons, Arrowwolf, sent me a link to this racetrack, or it's not even a racetrack, it's like a, a series of tracks all over the U.S., and they do drift training. Uh, and cool. so I looked it up, and there's one, like, just over an hour from here. And you can rent a car from them, or you can bring your own car, and you can do kind of a mixed day with it's several people going in and out, or you can pay for a day where just, like, one person teaches you how to drift. I smell a vlog video. Yes. $850. $850 oh. to use their car for a day's worth of mm-hmm. drift training. I'm all over that. Nice. I'm going to do that sometime this year. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to justify mm-hmm. $850 to pay for it, but that sounds awesome. So, Arrowwolf, thank you for sending that. I really do appreciate it. I'm pretty excited about it. Very cool. Got to make that happen. Um, while we're talking about Patreon, you guys got anything else? I don't, I don't want to cut it short, but... No. I drink more water in 2023. Mm. Oh, I'm getting a Peloton tomorrow. Oh, no. It's funny. There's a, there's this. Because it's too cold out to exercise. Yeah. It's Mm. too cold out to exercise. I was like, I need to keep physical because I'm like turning into a, turning into a potato. So. (laughs) Just down the road, (laughs) massive building being built. Just like, it's it's like the biggest building I've ever seen in this area of the world. It's got no windows. It's only one floor, but it takes up a huge space. And I kept, I was like, I wonder if that's going to be an Amazon warehouse or something. And then somebody is like, oh yeah, that's a Peloton building, but they, they're going down, they're going under and they pulled out of the building. So now this massive brand new building is empty. So it was going to be like a Peloton factory or a Peloton office? uh, uh, Apparently, like during during COVID times, everybody wanted to exercise and their business just shot way up. And everybody's going back to work. And then their business (laughs) just took a huge hit. And now there's this big empty building outside of. I hope I'm not staring at a non usable computer when I'm doing my Peloton. Oh, you'll be be, be fine. (laughs) There's there's millions of users. So 
Uh, is that a New Year's resolution thing or just a well, really timing it was, thing? It was just a timing thing because, like I said, Bob, you always said, you go, what are you going to do when it gets cold out? I'm like, eh, I'm going to work out. No more. You know, and it, <laughs> my workouts always begin with a long walk and I come back and then I do everything else. And that kind of threw off my rhythm. And then we had a Christmas party at a friend's house nearby. And so my friend had just, she had gotten a Peloton about three months ago and she was showing it off. And I was like, that's it. I'm buying one. So hmm. the next day I, I ordered one in the middle of December and it shows up tomorrow. Or, the, or Friday. Cool. So I'm you excited. have. Uh, I I think you're going to look good in skinny pants. I want to. Oh, I want to yeah. see you wear skinny jeans. <laughs> my friends, <laughs> my friend, one of my one of my my new friend. She says, "What What are you going to wear?" I was like, "What am I going to? I'm going to wear, going to wear jeans." Or gonna, she's like, "You can't. You can't, you got to wear workout clothes." I'm like, "I, I wear sweatpants. What you got? Order that like, spandex, man." I said, "No. I said, mm. I'm just going to. I'm going to wear exactly what I'm wearing. I might put on the shoes, and then I'm going to get on the bike. That's it." Okay, I'm going to go. Just what's your waist size? 32, <laughs> 33. 32. Okay, cool. I'm going to search for size 32 hot pink lycra shorts. Okay. Oh my gosh! Hot Imagine pink. your Instagram would blow up if you started wearing these Eastern shorts. New York. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wear them uh, when I lose like. 15 pounds. I'll put them on. Okay. I'll show them off, rather. Do you want women's or men's? Uh, unisex. I'll see Do not buy me those. <laughs> too late. <laughs> Feed them you to the dog. You must buy him those. <laughs> I'm going to buy him those. I have your address, too. I can just have them sent to your house. Okay. Anyway. Well, good. I'm glad you got the bike. Thank oh, you. man. Okay. I've <laughs> I found some that have... <laughs> They have a denim print on them. Oh, that sounds oh, good. Oh, man. So they're pink <laughs> lycra that look like pink jeans. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> you can wear them in the shop or on the bike. Oh, my goodness. Do they have I'm, pocket holes for tools? Uh, I don't think so, but that, there's a project right there. You can just add pockets to your to your like <laughs> shorts. That's okay. Funny. These are for swimming in, so we won't actually get you these. But okay. <laughs> I'll find you some. Don't worry. If you find me something, I'll, I'll, I'll. When I get to my goal weight, I'll show. I'll send a picture of me wearing them. <laughs> okay, he said it. It's recorded forever. That's it. All right. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say a big thanks to our, our Patreons, uh, Patreon supporters, for supporting the show. We also got some new members at the beginning of January, which is a couple days ago. And so I want to give them a shout out. Um, Adam, Kyle. Matt, Sean, thank you, Aubrey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Wait, are you. there more? There are more. No, they're not. That was just a button. Aubrey Plaza? Hopefully that's um, Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. No, big thanks to jumping on board. I thank appreciate you that. Um, but we all have you know, lots of other people. All the same crew has continued to support us for a really long time. And we're very grateful. Um, our top supporters are the Web Ranch Woodworks, Gretchen Hofer, Michael Manegin, Warren Works, Scott Orham, Odin Leather Goods, Rich at Lowen Designs, Funkist Artistic Creations, You Can Make This Too, Chad from Mancrafting, Works by Solo, Albers Woodworks, and Corey Ward. Uh, but also, you know, same gang that's been around for a long time, and those new people, thank you very much for your support. And, and thanks thank for you. sending messages. I know I don't always respond to the messages, but we do see them, and I pass them along to the other guys and stuff, so... Um, you know, feel free to send us messages through Patreon. It's awesome. Uh, if you want to join that crew, you want to get the after show, which is something everybody gets at every level, go to patreon.com slash making it and jump on board for any amount. We are just grateful that you're there. And even if you're not paying on Patreon, we're grateful that you're listening. So thank you for that. 
I've got a couple of things to recommend this week. Do you guys have anything? That's a good I question. Do. Okay, go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, Warren Works. I talked about Warren Works uh, on. I think I might have talked about him last night on my live stream with WorkbenchCon. But Warren Works took one of my ideas that we talked about, where we said uh, you put fifty-two ideas on fifty-two playing cards, a brand new deck of playing cards, and he's going to make one video every week. He's going to randomly oh, wow. pick one of the 52 ideas and make that video each week. And <clears throat> he's going to pick the video for the following week at the end of each video so he has time to get the materials. So check out Warren Works. And he stole an idea we discussed on here. And he's, he, he's a great dude. He's a guy. He's come to the work. Uh, he's come to the go-kart thing. He lives in Connecticut. So shout out. Awesome. Warren Works. I'll, I'll send you the link. Uh, I am going to go with, I don't really have, I, I, I probably have mentioned this channel before. I don't really have anything new. It's called technology connections. Uh, it's this, this guy, he makes random videos about sometimes a lot of times it's old technology and his most recent one is movies made with sound, uh, uh, on the film, which is, uh, it's a, he, I don't know how to describe it. He just goes into deep dives into various old technologies and it's really good. It's really soothing. I think years ago he had a video on the color brown and somehow <laughs> I got sucked into this video and I was like, that was absolutely amazing. And I, it's just one of those channels that I, every time he puts out a video, I watch it no matter what. So technology hmm. connections. Wow. Um, so I've got two and they're both, uh, car related and well, one of them is welding related I guess. Justin Voss you ever seen Justin Voss's videos? It sounds familiar. I think I might have. I feel like I had seen him before when I saw his face and like heard his voice together but I, I wasn't subscribed. So anyway he has um, welding and fabrication videos and they're just really nicely made, very well paced and I was looking up TIG stuff and found a really good video from him about just the mechanics of, of, you know, moving your arms and everything with doing TIG welding. So I watched a couple and just really good videos, um, lots of fabrication stuff. So go check out Justin Voss. And then I also randomly ran across Grindhouse um, PE, and the PE stands for performance something. I don't remember. Um, <clears throat> the reason I saw this video was or the, the video that popped up was a video about this guy 3D printing a, a die for metal shaping. And so he was 3D printing the, the kind of top and bottom of this press die, and then he was filling the model or the, the print with resin to make it solid. And then he was doing some tests on how what kind of metal you could you know press with this thing and how long it would last. And it was pretty interesting. And then I started looking at some of his other stuff, and he definitely knows what he's doing. And he's real easy to listen to. And um, another one, he built this kind of workbench that's, I don't know, 20 feet long or something. So it has like a butcher block top, and it's on top of um, tool cabinets, you know, just like pull-out drawer tool cabinets. But then he modified, took off the casters and modified legs, leveling legs, and then he bought these like little containers to go in and made a 3D printed tool to hold these containers to put them through the table saw to cut them down to the right height to fit in the drawers. And he like w really went all the way with it. Um, and it was just pretty cool. So he's he's got some good stuff. So go check out Grindhouse and Justin Voss. 
my recommendations. You guys got anything else? Oh, you're muted. Jimmy, you're muted. Gotcha. Did you guys know, do you guys ever hear of Steve Mould? He did a viral video this week, but it's the first time I found him. I've met Steve before. Wow. So you guys are lucky. I had no idea who this guy was. At least that I I wasn't subscribed to him. I am now. Steve Mould does how gas pumps know when to turn themselves off. Mm. It's a little Mm -hmm. of a lengthy explanation. I think he could have probably cut out some of the fat, but when he explains it, it's pretty cool. Check it out. And he's got got a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of great explanations on like simple things that... You just assume they work, and you don't really know why. Yeah, he's got some good stuff. Cool. Well, uh, good to be back. Glad we're back at it. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Catch you next time. Thank you. Love you. I love you, 2023.